Hey there, friends. Retailers have so much on their plate right now. Store life, home life, all the things, dealing with all the customers, your team, all the things. And what I'm seeing now is that burnout isn't always as obvious to us until it's a little bit too late. Maybe you're bone tired, maybe you're depleted or uninterested, or maybe you're just having some apathy about everything, a little bit of depression maybe about or depressed about things that are happening. Those are all signs of burnout. And I did not realize that until recently when I started chatting with Dr. Ashley Margison. So I have invited today, um, it's my pleasure to have invited Dr. Ashley Mar- Margison onto the podcast. And she she's just going to share all her wisdom with you. She's a naturopathic doctor who believes that your health should work for you, not against you. She's the COO of Cornerstone Naturopathic, a Nova Scotia-based clinic. She's also focused on burnout recovery and prevention. This is her big deal. This is what she does. She likes to take people and individuals and towards revitalization and well-being. How does that sound? Don't we all need a little bit of that right now? She is the host of the Superwoman Code, which is a wonderful, easy to listen to podcast and cannot talk enough about that podcast and where she's supporting busy women in optimizing their health, their homes, and their hormones to infuse life back into the lifestyle. I'm telling you, it's a great podcast for women. She's a busy woman herself. She runs the clinic. She's also a parent. She's a consultant that partners with large organizations that integrates burnout prevention strategies to help them build resilient and well-being amongst employees. She's the real deal. She she knows what she's talking about. She also has a fabulous, very well done online hub called the Superwoman Code Course Suite. It's a a really beautiful hub offering online support, meticulously crafted to foster healthy habits without stress. I absolutely love it. She's a very impactful business leader as well, too. And she's regularly featured on large publications, TV, media. She's everywhere's man. I'm telling you, I am so flattered that she said yes when I asked her if she would join us here on the Creative Shop Talk podcast. And as an aside, I have been stalking, stalking, following, I don't know, what are we doing? Ashley, Dr. Ashley, for a very long time, I consider her a friend. We chat. We have a lot of mutual friends that we've never met in real life. So it was a great pleasure to have her here. We have lots of like circles of connections, I guess is what we like to say. And I'm just so happy that she said yes. And that I do think this is a topic that we really, like especially right now, that we really need to pay attention to. Um, here on the podcast. I think her insights are incredible. She's going to explain to you what burnout is and why, you know, we shouldn't ignore it and maybe think that I I think it's talked about a lot, but not enough, maybe. And she explains it so well, what it is. It's such a great explanation and how we can work with it, work through it and prevent it. And she's going to give us some great tools that we can actually take and use today. Um, It's going to be such a great listen. So get comfy, go relax, put your earpods on, and let's listen to Dr. Ashley. 
running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Well, thank you, Dr. Ashley, for being here. I'm so excited to have you here on the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm actually buzzing because I'm really anxious to talk to you about it. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I love that you just said the word buzzing because I think I am also buzzing over here. I We have so many circles that connect in so many different ways, and I'm really excited to see where this conversation leads us today. Yes. I. So we are going to talk a little bit about burnout and women in burnout. And one of the things that I've been noticing, always noticing about burnout, it's just, just like overused. And I... <laughs> I don't know if that's a good word to say, but people hear the word burnout and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, this is what I get with my retailers. I'm always from forever saying we have to protect ourselves. We have to be, you know, aware. We have to watch it. And they're like, they hear like mom talking like, <laughs> you know, just be careful. Could you explain your, what you mean by burnout and why it's so important that we talk about it? Yeah. So burnout is a really interesting kind of phenomenon. We've actually been studying it since the 1970s. Like Christina Maslach out of um, UC California, Berkeley was one of the original researchers. She and a German dude, and I can never remember his name because I just think that she's so much cooler. We're kind of talking about this idea of fatigue and apathy and depressive like symptoms and loss of productivity and loss of kind of trust in yourself in the seventies, when we were very much seeing this take place in kind of the medical industry. And so we've been talking about this idea of burnout within kind of the research and medical field for what is that 30, 40, 50 years at this point. (laughs) Um, And we've really been researching it since like the nineties and the early two thousands. And so in 20, like I want to say 2019, the WHO actually set it as a, a true diagnosis. So when we're working in the kind of the medical field, we're looking at something we call ICD 10 codes. And so that's kind of how we label things so that we know, like we're all speaking the same language. And so burnout is a code within the medical field. It actually has a diagnosis that take up three different things. So one is depressive like symptoms, the uh, which is kind of that extreme fatigue. The other is kind of apathy towards what a lot of it is, is towards your profession. And so we talk about profession as basically what do you spend your days doing, right? I will define people who are entrepreneurs as that's the profession. If you are a caregiver, that's your profession. If you are a stay-at-home parent, that is your profession. If you are a volunteer, that is your profession. So we're not just talking about it in like the nine to five sense. We're talking about it in terms of like, where do you spend your time? And then it's like a loss of, of performance. And, and so you actually kind of feel like you don't want to do things because you're like, well, what's the point? Nothing's going to change. I don't trust what I'm doing. I have to double check my work. Things that used to take me 20 minutes to do now take me two hours to do. And so we have this kind of combination of feelings. And these feelings are incredibly 
true and they're incredibly valid, but they can be very hard to define for a lot of people because there's always kind of this logical reason as to why you feel that way, right? Like your logical brain kicks in and it's like, oh, well, it's only because this happened or it's a really busy season or like it's the holidays and it's always crazy at this time. And so a lot of times what happens is we we start to talk a little bit about the fatigue that we're feeling, about the tiredness, about the blahs, but our logical brain kicks in and it's like, oh yeah, but this is just because, or like next week it'll get better or it'll slow down in, I don't know, January. And so what happens a lot of times with the burnout conversation is we don't recognize it at those early stages. And it's not until we almost hit this wall and our body's like, I'm done that we actually kind of sit up and go, oh, I'm burnt out. But then the idea that people talk about with burnout, it feels like it's too simple to describe what you're actually feeling. So there's this clash and there's a big clash in that conversation because a lot of times when we're in kind of healthcare in the medical field, we talk about diagnoses or we talk about syndromes, like they're this determined line right? Like once you're over this line, then we diagnose you with blank, like, right? Like once your blood sugars hit this particular number, you're diagnosed with diabetes that doesn't exist within syndrome conversations. And so you can ebb and flow out of burnout. You can have seasons of life where you are in a very strong stage of burnout and you can adapt that season to something different and you can be out of burnout and you can kind of sat, sit there and go like, but I didn't do anything different. And I'm like, no, but the environment just changed, which is why it's a syndrome. So a syndrome is basically this umbrella that has a lot of different symptoms that as we start to pile them together, we kind of get this idea. So that was my very, very, very long-winded way of kind of describing the burnout conversation, which is this soul tired body tired. I care and I love what I do, but I don't care anymore type response. Wow. So that was probably the best description of that I have ever heard. And I just want to cry here right now for a moment, but give me a moment here because that's a conversation I've been having with people just, Mm -hmm. I love what I do. And, oh, actually that's just like really, and I knew what we were going to talk about today. Yeah. It's the conversations that I'm hearing with some retailers. I love it. It's still my favorite thing. I love my shop. I love my store, but I'm just like, I'm just not tapped. I'm done. I just kind of don't care. And the logical brain, which you had, you know, described so well, is like, well, it's just Q4 and it's just the holiday season. And I need to just, I just need to pull up my socks. And I don't know, the conversations I hear are, I just need to push through, hustle through, do more. And once I get through the holidays, things will get better. Once I get to February, I can breathe once I, once I, once I, once I, right. But then we forget that we're like, oh, well, maybe we've had this conversation actually for two years. Mm-hmm. And yes, once you get through the holiday season, January or February is a little bit different, but something else always comes up. Well, in the retail world, and I mean, you, you've had, you have a brick and mortar, you have clients. And I know you understand the, it's 
just been a lot <laughs> through COVID, through everything, through it's been heavy. You know, it's been heavy. Yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. We're, we call them dodgeballs in my world, in the retail, in, in my groups, in my retailers inner circle. I'm like, okay, well, the dodgeballs are coming. <laughs> Just keep dodging, you know, ducking and dodging, right? But, and pivot, the word pivot, you know, we use that a lot. So there's just been a lot on our, like our plates. And I want to mm-hmm. throw in that a lot of people logically, myself included, and, and we can talk about that, but let, logically it's like, okay, this is my job. This is what I have to do. This is my store. This is my choice. I did this thing. I want to run it. But there's also all those other things that are coming into play, whether it's caring for older parents or caring for young children, or I don't know, like, you know, I have, I have a client who's, you know, just got noticed that she has to find a new house. They, they had like their leases up and like, she's like, what do I do? Like, she's, you know, all these things in the middle of Q4, like just there's a lot. Oh your- my God. My heart goes out to her. Yes. Yeah. And she's yeah. in a city where there's no place anyway, but it's just a lot. Right. So there's these things that pile on and it just sort of feels like I just got to push through. And, you know, I, I don't have the there's this- them. And I know, there's this- you know, yeah. And there's this fear conversation that I think we don't talk about a lot enough when it comes to burnout. And when you're into, and I know we're going to talk about this probably a little bit later as to why I think about burnout like a bank account mm-hmm. and why I think that everybody should think about burnout like a bank account. Um, slightly biased on that statement there. But there's a lot of fear that comes with kind of those, like there's four stages that I always, I will challenge everybody to think about those stage three, stage four, when you're in that space, you're driven by adrenaline and adrenaline is this hormone that's really only supposed to pop up when we're actually need to run away from a bear. Right. So if there was a bear in my office right behind me, you would probably like scream, yell and say, oh my God, run away. Like we can record this another time kind of thing. And so my adrenaline should spike. Your adrenaline would also spike. And I would ideally get up and run away. And then when I get to a safe location, then I would stop and I would recover and my adrenaline would drop and I would feel really, really tired. Like I would feel super exhausted. But we're, when we're into these, these burnout conversations, basically what's happened is we have had to use adrenaline as our energy source for too long. And so adrenaline is like a highly addictive energy source. It feels absolutely amazing when you can run on adrenaline. And I think for a lot of us who are entrepreneurs or have a bit of an entrepreneurial brain, we're more likely to run on that adrenaline high for a little bit longer. And so what happens though, is the longer we're using adrenaline as I like, if I can just get through this, if I can just work a little bit more, if I can have that extra cup of coffee, if I can open up my desk drawer and I have like an O Henry bar or what I like to call the candy drawer, as opposed to like maybe sitting down and eating that lunch. These are all of these little tiny jolts of adrenaline throughout the day that unfortunately suppress our cortisol production. And our cortisol production, so cortisol is your stress hormone, I say very loosely, because a lot of people are like, cortisol's bad. And I'm like, cortisol's really good. So cortisol is supposed to rise in the morning, stay relatively steady throughout the day, come down as the sun goes down. It is your energy hormone. It is also your stress response hormone. So it, we should have enough capacity within our cortisol production to help us respond to stress appropriately. But when we don't 
have that capacity there, then we find ourselves in this space where we're having to rely on adrenaline more and more and more and more, which then suppresses our cortisol even more. So we get into this perfect storm of we have cortisol that we can't make. So we need the extra cup of coffee in the morning. And then because of that, we miss lunch and then we're craving sugar in the afternoon. And then we get that second win before bed. And then we're up until one doing financial statements. Cause it took me three hours to do one page this morning, but it took me like 30 minutes to do 10 pages at 1am in the morning. Yeah. See how that whole circle works. Crazy. I total, yeah. total confession. I don't even think I've shared this part on, on the podcast before, but I had a massive burnout in actually November 11th. So, so we are recording this on November 10th and it was a November 11th and it's just a holiday That's here. Well so I can remember it was 20 years ago. And it was at a corporate place that I was working at, but th that's always been my response is to just do more that, and it like, I, and I'm, <laughs> I know I see that I catch myself now. I'm very aware of watching and paying attention to it, but you're right as an entrepreneur, as a doer, as a leader, as a get things done kind of girl, like, you know, it was just living on adrenaline Which... in, a, in a negative way. Like it was just, you know, I, I just do more, just do more, do more. And I still catch myself in that, and that just led to like a complete burnout at that time, but I didn't see it. And I didn't know what it. it was like, you know, and the funny part, and is, I mean, like 20 years ago, we probably didn't talk about it either. No, we didn't talk about it. And I was working for a very corporate at the time, very corporate. That's, that was the, the uh, mindset of the corporation. That was just how you, that was just what you did. So I had a second burnout and I have shared this on the podcast before in year two and everything's perfect in the shop. And I was just getting busier and busier and busier and busier and busier, which was awesome, right? That's awesome. It's a good thing. Right? It's what you want to see on those books. Apparently. <laughs> you know, but... A lot of people. I'll perfect, always make I the argument, be like, storm. how much time do you have though? <laughs> yes. I had the perfect storm and I've shared it before in the past. And it's actually what led me to be actually a coach because I ended up having to learn to do different things in my business and, and anyway, and turn things around because of that burnout. And it was the same thing. I just thought, well, if I just do more, if I just, if I just keep doing more and I'm just eating the chocolate bar and doing, you know, skipping the right? lunch, sleeping, staying, the whole thing, everything you just explained was exactly what happened to me. And I, you know, I like to tell people, and, and I can't wait to hear what your bank account, <laughs> this is like, first of all, it's just funny when we say, okay, we're going to talk about the bank account, but let's like, let's just talk about what it is and why it's so important. I teach in a lot of my programs. One of the very first things is how to be a leader in our business, how to be the visionary, the, you know, how to be, you're running a business. You didn't hire, you didn't get a job. You don't have a job. You didn't create a job. You're, you created, created a business and a brand. And that means you have to be the leader and the visionary, which comes with some responsibilities, a lot of responsibilities, as you know, and responsibilities that you don't realize until all of a sudden you're in it and you're like, Oh, wait, I have to do this. Right. This, so, falls, on, so, this falls on me. And when people think of that, one of the, you know, what they think of is the skills and the, you know, all the things that we need to learn. But one of, to me, the hardest skills to learn as a, leader as a CEO is that we are like the golden egg. That's what I call us. Like we're the golden egg. And if we don't take care of ourselves and we don't take care of the, the leader and the visionary and the CEO and the queen bee head honcho, whatever we're calling ourselves these week, this week, if we, if we don't take care of that queen role or that queen bee, everything else kind of falls to pot. Right? Like it and all it goes will. to crap. And this is the, like, so this is the thing. Like I, we, we don't take yeah. that as part of our responsibility 
to make sure we avoid burnout, to make sure that we are here to serve and not and have that quality of life that we started at the beginning with our family, with our business, with our team, with our vendors, with everybody. It's up to us. Everybody. Right. So, and that's like, and that's kind of where I realized I probably didn't finish my sentence on the fear conversation, but that's where so much of that continued drive tends to come from. It comes from like a fear of failing. It comes from a, but if I don't do this, it's not going to get done. And then if this doesn't get done, then all of these kind of things follow it, right. That generally have more negative outcomes as opposed to positive outcomes. So we continue to push and we continue to do, and we continue to hustle, without realizing that taking that space and creating that space. And it's not much, right? Like it's not, (laughs) I have to go away on vacation every single quarter to recover a conversation. Like, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, can you take 20 minutes and eat your lunch or can you grocery shop in a way that allows you to have like what I call like snackable options around, right? Cause sometimes shit hits the fan. I call them shift plans as sometimes that happens. And sometimes like you could have the best laid plans in the world, but we need backups for those just in case moments. We need like a little bit of preventative plan for those just in case moments. And if not, then fear keeps us going because fear is a source of adrenaline, right? And if we're relying on more of that adrenaline to go, then fear becomes a really easy way to keep going. And so this is where the the burnout conversation comes in place because so often when we're having these conversations about burnout, we're talking about them when you're already there, right? So then it takes so much more work to get back from them. We're not really talking as much. I mean, like I do, but I don't see this happening on social. I don't see this happening in the world a lot to be like, so what do you, like, what skills do you need to develop to help you kind of work through burnout in those early stages so that you don't end up crashed out? Right. Which is exactly what we need. And, you know, back to your fear of that's what causes, you know, the fear of failing, the fear of whatever. I'm, I'm hoping that some of you are listening right now will take away if anything from this podcast, that you have to have a plan or you have to acknowledge because one of the, one of your roles, one of your duties, if you need to look at it that way, like, I feel like some people need convinced that this is one of your checklist requirements. If you're like, do the admin, one more thing to do social media and take care of this, take care of yourself, but avoid burnout, I guess is the thing. And, you know, take it from me. I like when I had my burnout in my shop, like it, like I had to close the shop <laughs> to close the shop because I couldn't work for a few days. So or it was more than that. But, you know, so if you don't want to close your shop, avoid burnout. No, just kidding. But like, take a lesson from that and take care of yourself. And that nobody wants to go down that road. So are there ways that you can help us? Is this where the bank account will come in that we can? Yeah, let's set, some let's strategies set, let's set the ideas. frame of reference here. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I love talking about this like a bank account because everybody has a bank account. Like we all have bank accounts. As entrepreneurs, we probably have multiple bank accounts in all honesty. And they all like to talk to each other. Hopefully. Hopefully they all like to talk to each other. Okay. So within a bank account, we have the two very easy things. Like this is like health accounting 101, which is not complicated. We have withdrawals, which is where energy at this point is going to come out or we're going to expend it or we're going to spend it. And we have deposits where we get something in. When we're talking about kind of burnout as a bank account and your energy bank account, we're going to move through four different modes. So mode number one is early stage burnout, which is savings and investing mode. 
right? Like savings and investing mode is when we have a lot of deposits coming in. It's when we've got extra energy. It's when we can use it to do those extra things. It's an early stage burnout because there is a higher adrenaline load, but it generally is coming from the right space, right? You're really excited about something. We're super pumped about this market that we're going to. We're really excited to launch this new product. We're really excited to do whatever it is. There's a high energy, like there's a high amount of energy and you're getting a lot of that from the environment. Now, savings and investing mode is also a place of kind of neutrality. So you kind of actually have two different spaces. So there's one with a lot of things happening, which is really exciting. And then there's that neutrality mode, which within kind of the the entrepreneurial life cycle, there's always these net neutral moments. So you have a high amount of energy out, then you've got a little bit of a low, and then you've got this steadiness space. And then I got up and a low and a steadiness space. The steadiness space is a very uncomfortable place to be in because it feels like you're not doing enough, but those are your recovery zones. Right. right. Like we get to a steadiness space and then we're like, okay, what next? And we I'm like, be no, doing hold something. on, <laughs> yes. recover. This is recovery mode right now. Good so reminder. that's your state, like that's your savings and investing mode, right? Like we want you to be able to save, but we also want you to be able to invest. So that's early stage burnout. And this is why I will never sit here and be like, here are my top tips to avoid burnout. Because I'm like, you're not going to avoid it. You're actually going to be in it more often than you think. The question is, can you recognize it when you're in saving and investing so that you don't end up down in stage two or stage three or stage four? Make sense so far? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mode number two is what I like to call paycheck to paycheck. There's just enough energy coming in to deal with what's going out. So when you start to kind of get into that paycheck to paycheck mode, you're going to notice that it's a little bit difficult to wake up in the morning. You get a little bit more tired. You start reaching for that like second cup of coffee. You don't need the second cup of coffee, but you're like, it does help a little tiny bit. You tend to work really well in the morning, like those first kind of like three to five hours of your workday, but the time two o'clock, three o'clock hits in the afternoon, you're like, don't even ask me what color shoes I'm wearing because I don't know right now. You're like, I cannot make another decision. The most interesting part about kind of that paycheck to paycheck mode is your body wants you to kind of hibernate a little tiny bit. Like you kind of want to pull back. You're like, this is a little bit too much. I don't want to go out. So a friend calls you up and they're like, Hey, let's meet for dinner. And your initial reaction is like, Oh my God, I can't like, it was such a day. I'm so tired. Like I need to get a good sleep for tomorrow. But then you're like, that's not a good enough reason to say no. So you go and you really love it. Like you really enjoy it. You're like, oh my goodness, we need to do this more. My soul needed this. Like this was exactly what I needed to do. Like, thanks so much for not letting me cancel on you kind of thing. Like that's paycheck to paycheck. You know that that line is close, but we forget. So what we try and do is we limit our withdrawals right? We're like, I need to do less. I need to not see people, but we forget that maybe the seeing the person actually acts as a deposit. Make sense so far? Yeah. I, yeah. I love this. Yeah. I love, I'm a very yeah. visually <laughs> like visualizing all this. Yes. It's great. Yeah. You're like, there it is. Then we hit stage three, which is overdraft. 
mm-hmm. right? Like there's no longer enough money or energy coming in. Like we are expending energy that we do not have. And this is where that fear conversation gets into play, right? right? We start getting really snappy. We get really overwhelmed really easily. Things that used to take us 20 minutes to do now take us two hours to do that mid afternoon crash isn't just a crash anymore. Like we're out, but then we get the second wind at nine o'clock at night. And then we can't fall asleep until 1am in the morning. And you're just like, you're done. You're tapped and you're not, you're like, you're not at this apathetic level of burnout yet. You're at this like slightly irritated level of burnout. You're like kind of just pissed off with the world. And you're like, the the biggest thing is you're like, do you not understand what I'm doing? Like, do you not understand all of the stuff that I am doing all day? And like, kids upset that like their blue t-shirt isn't washed. And you're like, I don't think you get this. So our emotional brain starts to kind of kick over and we start to run on those emotions, but we also start to delay things in our business because we feel like we just can't do it. So we're like, Oh, like, I just, I won't do that today. I got to let it be. I've been sitting here for three hours. It's not getting done. Like I'll put it to tomorrow. I'll push it to next week. The issue is though, we don't then take that time and go recover. We have a lot of guilt with the fact that we're not doing these things. And so we're making the right call. We're limiting the withdrawals as much as we can, but we don't have any capacity to put another deposit in. And so we get stuck in this kind of overdraft response before eventually, if we end up in that overdraft response for too long, we get down to like the creditors are calling. Mm -hmm. And this is when you're going to be like, like my hair's falling out. I like am breaking out all over the place. I'm gaining weight and it doesn't make sense. I'm fatigued all the time, but my blood work is still fine. Like I'm skipping periods. Like, is this perimenopause? Am I in menopause? Is this how I'm supposed to be feeling? Like all of those feelings come up. And like you probably did when you hit that point, you're like, I can't even get out of bed. Like I can't show up for my humans. I can't show up for my people. I can't show up for my store. And it just feels so deflating when you get to that stage four creditors are calling level of burnout. Because when we're talking about like, if you get to that point, like when you're at that point medically, like it's going to take you 18 months to feel like yourself again. Like, it's not just, oh, go on a vacation for a week and come back to this. It's fine. It's, it's going to take you 18 months to feel like yourself again versus like, if we catch this and we're preventative in that, like savings and investing mode and even paycheck to paycheck and even overdraft, we're talking like, yeah, overdraft is going to take a quarter, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I'll take three months over 18 any day. Paycheck to paycheck could be a week of good sleep. Right. Savings and investing mode might just be like, Hey, we can be preventative right now. Can we just like go for a run and burn off some of the, that adrenaline and just make sure we're eating enough. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is where the, the bank account analogy, I really love it because we know that within our bank account, within our businesses and with our, in our bank account, within our lives, like we have to have withdrawals in order for things to work, right? Like if you don't have any withdrawals in your own personal bank account, it means you're probably not seeing people. And it means you're probably not doing really fun things. And it means you're probably not enjoying your hobby. It means you might not be like, you're basically just hanging out in the woods with nobody around you, which I don't know, like most of us probably don't want that for a long time. So if we don't have any withdrawals, we're not living. We just need to have enough deposits to manage those withdrawals. 
And it's so interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. No, finish that. Yeah, go ahead. No, like to add just even another level to this, sometimes Mm -hmm. we also know that withdrawals are going to be really high at a certain period of time. Right. right? So I call them series, like your seasons of life within like, especially a brick and mortar business. Q4 is insane. You know, Q4 is going to take a ton of energy. You know, that holiday season is probably where for a lot of my patients who own brick and mortars, like 50% of revenue can come in the span of eight weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to sit here and tell somebody that owns a brick and mortar store, stop, like, like limit your withdrawals in Q4. I'm like, that's not the right call. The right call is what can you do in Q3 and what can you do in Q1 the next year to make sure that that massive withdrawal that's going to come in Q4 doesn't tank you for 18 months because we know it's going to be a higher energy withdrawal and that's okay. okay. Yeah. And we can limit those. And and just to that point, we can limit if we prepare, like if you're like, and this, we could have a whole other conversation on, but knowing that's coming. I feel like if I like knowing that season Q4 doesn't have to be, it is the time it does that. But I mean, I have, I have clients on vacation right now, like they're on vacation. They're taking a week off because they've, they've thought ahead and planned. And that's not to take away from those who are not, but just, you know, there's like, okay, live and learn. They've learned like, you know, like, but they've also probably developed that skill. Right. Where they're like, really, oh, they like so much skill into that. Yeah. But the isolation, yeah. it was funny when you were talking about the isolation. I just had a client yesterday, and that's what, you know, she's like, I, I can't, I can't come to the group meetings. I can't do anything. I can't, you know, so she's isolating herself from our members in our inner circle because she's too busy and, you know, too busy, too busy, too busy. She's not doing anything socially. And I'm like, no, we're like, stop the bus. Like, you got to, This is where you need to fill the cup too. sometimes, you know, you have to acknowledge and recognize and that isolation is, I think a really big thing for a lot of entrepreneurs in general, I think you can isolate yourself and then go down that rabbit hole. And the more you're going down the rabbit hole of burnout and the more that, that into that level, you know, that withdrawal, like the collectors are calling, you do isolate yourself more and more and more and more. Right. So out of protection, right? Like it's not out of like a negative choice ever when the isolate and that isolation yeah. comes into play. It's actually like, it's your brain trying to protect you. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, I always think, I, I think in isms all of the time, but I always like, like burnout has so many conversations around water, right? It's that whole, like, are you treading water? Like, can you keep your head above water? Like, like there's different types of water. You and I both live on the ocean. We know what nor'easters are like, yeah. we know what hurricanes are like, right? There's a, there's a huge difference between being in a lake and it's a nice warm day and the water is just perfect and it's crystal clear and blue and being like in the middle of the North Atlantic in a, the middle of a nor'easter. Like treading water in the North Atlantic in the middle of the nor'easter requires a whole lot more supports and ideally you never get there, but sometimes mm-hmm. shit happens yeah. versus like, I'm going to go wade through the mill pond because it's a really nice day and I just can't wait to get my feet in the water. And so we're talking about these environment conversations as well, which is where like the self-awareness piece is so huge. If you think you're in stage one burnout and you're in savings and investing mode and you're totally fine, but you're actually in the North Atlantic right now, you're not going to put the supports in place because you're like, oh, I just need like a cute little sun hat on. And I'm like, no, you need like the bright orange Coast Guard, like, like we're there suits <laughs> yeah. like survival that mode. in all suit. honesty yeah. yeah you need the survival suit 
that's really only designed to help you survive for like three minutes. Right. And so sometimes a lot of times what happens is as we're talking about like what deposits, what supports do we need to help you go? We don't recognize that one person's burnout conversation might be happening in paycheck to paycheck, whereas you're in the middle of like creditors are calling and they just require different supports. Mm-hmm. So when you're in, I guess this is a segue to another piece of the puzzle. So I always think about deposits in terms of three different kind of layers. And so if you're listening to this, like write it down. So we've got deposits that can be done in under 30 seconds. We have deposits that can be done in anywhere from five to 15 minutes. And then we have deposits that take more than 20 minutes to do. And so a lot of times when we start having this conversation around like, how do you support yourself through burnout? People will start kind of having this conversation that's like, oh, I should like make a healthier meal and I want to learn how to meditate and I want to go to the gym and I want to like go and meet a girlfriend for dinner once a, a week. And I'm sitting here going like, all of those things are absolutely wonderful. And every single one of those things helps with burnout, but they all require more than 20 minutes to do. Right. And so, yeah. right. Like effort. they actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah you Plan. have to One have more energy thing. capacity. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And every time I tell this to somebody, they're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you need to have energy capacity generally at the end of your day to be able to engage in those activities. And when you're in savings and investing mode, you have that energy capacity. You're there. It's naturally going to happen because you've just got extra deposits. Like you've got $100,000 in the bank. You can totally deal with a day that's not great. Mm -hmm. But when you're paycheck to paycheck or when you're in overdraft, which is where a lot of people sit, like that's where the majority of us are going to sit when we're in burnout. Mm -hmm. You don't have that capacity at the end of the day. So then I will sit here and I will ask, well, we'll ask you, we'll ask your listeners to be like, what's a deposit that you can do that takes less than 30 seconds, right? Like what's a deposit that you can add into your day that takes five to 15 minutes to do so that yes, like, so things that take less than 30 seconds are like, you know, the extra 30 seconds that you spend with the customer that makes you smile right? It's the like really cute bag that you brought in that you can't wait to tell people about. You can't wait to post it on social media. And so like you sit there with 30 seconds and you actually like admire it. It's the post-it note on the computer or on somebody else's little agenda that says, Hey, have a great day. It's the choosing a glass of water as opposed to the second cup of coffee. It's the, and these are like little pre-planning ones too. Like if you got a candy they're like drawer, little jolts I will, of like, they're little jolts, they're glimmers, glimmer. right? Yeah, the glimmers, yeah. <laughs> the glimmers. Yeah. except like the, gl- so everybody's like, why are you talking about these things that take less than 30 seconds? They don't fix your burnout. And I'm like, they don't, but they give you these little deposits all through the day. So that when you're at the end of your workday and you're coming home and you're like, like, how would it feel if you could come home and you didn't want to have a nap on the coach Mm -hmm. or you actually wanted to make that new recipe with your partner or Mm -hmm. you would stop at the grocery store and then you'd still have time to like go and make dinner. And then you'd still have time to like call a friend to Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, how's your day? Like how would like, those are the things that matter. Those are the things that help you recover from burnout. Those are the things that allow you to have that preventative look where you can put little tiny supports in place 
but you need to have enough energy at the end of the day to do that. And that's where those like little less than 30 seconds, little five minute things actually make a difference because they just give you more capacity at the end of your day. Which is going to help your, the whole thing, the whole cycle. So it's, and it's the thing, it's this big, huge circle. So you're looking at like, there's six spokes in that wheel. How can you influence each of those six spokes by 10%? Right. Right. So we're going to challenge everybody to maybe make a list now. <laughs> like if you can make your list now, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to challenge all our listeners to what are some things that you can do for yourself? They're hard. Yeah. It's super hard because it feels, and it's really hard for people to think about this. It's, I actually struggle with it too, because it goes out of your brain. So like I have a revolving list that when people tell me once, I'm like, Oh, that's a really good one. Because our, our initial reaction is that's not enough. Right. Right. That's not good enough. Like I like that's, that's not going to make enough of a difference. And I'm like, but well, that's not the point. We talk a lot on this podcast. And when I talk a lot to my members in my inner circle and I practice profits first, and we talk about real, like in real money deposits, I guess, you know, every percent mm-hmm. counts, right? So 1%, if you took 1% of your paycheck, this is always something I tell people, if you took 1% of all of the revenue you made last year and you put that in your pocket, that always gets people's attention. And I said, that was your extra percentage for paying attention to doing your numbers well last year. Now take just mm-hmm. like 1%, like those little deposits do add up like every day, 1%. They always add up. Adds up. So I love that you said that it's hard. It is hard, but you know what? Burnout's harder. So let's let's challenge. And what we're doing, right? Because yeah. so much of this is so like resiliency building. Because we know yeah. you're going to hit burnout. Yeah, you didn't do anything wrong if you hit burnout. In fact, you probably made a number of right decisions in the moment that they just happen to all come too quickly together or we didn't know how to recover appropriately or, 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 or like nobody ever gets to burnout because they failed. We get to burnout because we care because we do the right things because we care about showing up because we're includers in this world that we live in. And we want to like pay it forward. And we want to create this life that we're really excited about. We just forget sometimes that a lot of the time when we get to burnout, it's because we made the right decisions in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's just when our season of life changed, we didn't give ourselves a lot of times the space to learn the new skills that we need within that season of life to help us ease through that burnout. So good. A lot to think about. So I want to honor your time. I told you we would be less than this. So I really appreciate you all of the things that you're sharing. <laughs> and I know I don't want you to burn out. <laughs> so we don't want to get you over anything else to share as we're any last thing that you want anybody to take away from this podcast, like one action or one thing to share, anything to share. So first of all is figure out which stage of burnout you're in right? Like if you think you're in stage one and you're in stage three, we got an issue. So figure out which one you're in. We'll have to direct, like there's a, there's a whole podcast over on, on the superwoman code about like determining your exact stage of burnout. So we'll have to just like link that through. We'll get that. Cause it's like, it's like a 45 minute one. It's a long one. (laughs) (laughs) The second thing that I want you to take away today, all of my wonderful new friends is that I would like you to like make a list. What are deposits that bring me up by like 0.25%, right? Like we don't even need a full percent. I need like 0.25% make a list, right? And then pick two every single day that you're going to actively engage with. What are things that take five to 15 minutes? What are things that take more than 20 minutes? 
right? Goal is to get you to that point that it's really easy to spend the energy on the things that take the 20 minutes, right? And generally those things that take the 20 minutes are the things that actually help with burnout, sleep, movement, fueling, self-awareness, self-awareness. Like those are your big cornerstones. Those are the things that should take more than 20 minutes. Those are the things that help you recover from burnout, but you need to be able to spend that energy there. So those are the two big, huge takeaways is where are you at? How do you determine your deposits in terms of all of those like three different levels? And then of those four cornerstones, which one matters most? For me, it's sleep. If I don't sleep, I'm not a nice human. I'm pretty nice. Human and imagine Dr. I'm, Ashley not being a nice I, human. I really can't. I mean, my husband likes to say that my not nice days are probably still very nice days. But you don't feel good. So. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't we, feel good. Yeah, right. I've so then found, it takes yeah. me more energy to show up. Right. Yeah. I have found sleep, sleep to be sleep and movement are my, are my big things. If I move and I sleep, I feel like it's just, it's my cup, right? But I have to take time to move. I have to take time to go to bed earlier, right? You have to, but I just have to make myself do it. And the other thing, you know, and this is a whole podcast that I've talked about a million times and I'm sure we could go to, you know, things like boundaries and all of that stuff work, you know, it's, that's the stuff that has been my huge shift. Like understand it's okay. I close my laptop at night and I don't answer emails at night or social media at night. Imagine my surprise. And I haven't failed those things. No one's died yet. And and you've probably only grown because you have more capacity to be able to give in the space when you give, right? Like boundaries are all about like boundaries are not actually about saying no. They're about saying yes to the times when you want to give that. Totally. Totally. That was a huge, that was a hundred percent. One of the biggest shifts for me. And of course, taking care of sleep and all of those things. So, so thank you so much. Where can we ask, where can we send people to find you? I know you have your, you, you're everywhere's girl. Where can we, I, well, I, I show up sometimes on social media. You have to follow me because I put more on stories than I do on, on actual posts because that just works for my season of life where I'm at right now. And so you can find me on all of the socials, but in particular, Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Ashley Marchison. And then if you want to hear my voice more, you are very happy to pop over to the Superwoman Code. We've got 130 episodes on burnout and your hormones and your seasons of life and working within that. So hopefully there might be something that gives you a little bit of support. Yes. The podcast is amazing. I will say I am a binge listener. I was a binge listener. Now I'm a cotter upper. Now you're caught I, up. I was binge listening to you for a long time. So it's a great podcast. And, and that's how we connected. I started following you. So thank you so much for your time and your wonderful advice for our retailers. There's so many takeaways here. We will have all the links to all the places that you can find that we can find you. And we'll make sure that we pull out that episode as well too, about breaking that down. Yeah, I'll have to find it and send it to you. So hopefully we can pop so it in. Thank you so much. And we really appreciate you being here today. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our 
website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week. Bye.